Hello and uh, welcome to Jimmy's FM. This is uh, James speaking, and um, we are continuing a small series of one-on-one interviews as part of the testing procedure for this project because I have no idea how to use this equipment and I have to learn. Um, today we have with me um, Bree. Hi. Do you give out your last name on the internet or do you like yeah, stalking you? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Bree Morrow. Bree yeah. Morrow. <laughs> She's uh, a local paramedic in Western Australia. Actually, I can't say I'm a paramedic. Oh, really? I'm still an She's an up-and-coming um, ambulance officer. But you are, are you a paramedic in training? or you just Yeah, but my officer? official title is ambulance officer. Oh, okay. Mm. So is paramedic like the N-word for black people? Is that like Once I graduate, I'll be a paramedic. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. I know how all these words are like really sensitive now. Like, yeah, you know, I can't claim that I'm something I'm not. Like they called in Transformers, Brie came with us to Transformers, as you might recognise it from the mocast we did before the show. <laughs> and uh, one of the Transformers was uh, called Skids, and that's like worse than the N-word now. And the N-word? They reckon it's racist, yeah. What's the N-word? You don't know the N-word? I can't even say it because I get you get shut off the internet if you say it. A racist term. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so yeah, what they had. We well, you know one of those robots. He was like kind of like a rapper, and he's called Skids. Oh. And that's like I can't even believe I'm saying it because it's so rude. But they reckon so that's because they're dark skinned. Yeah, and because you know, like a skid mark on a toilet, like. Oh, that's so far fetched. I wouldn't have even thought that that was. Yeah, I know, but you have to be careful what you say now. Oh, okay. He's and the other one was called. The, they were twins, and the other one was called Mudflap. And so Mudflap because like the brown dirt goes onto the thing. But that was a red and green car. I know, but like that's what everyone's like saying that they rappers. should take the movie off the air because it's right. racist. Hmm. Because they called these guys skid and race skid skids and Mudflap, and they were sort of like rappers, two rapper guys, and they were rapping because they're like kind of like stereotypes of black people apparently, you know. Yeah, I, I say that with that. you know air quotes or whatever they do. Okay, so That's yeah, something new every day. So I thought maybe paramedic was like one of those words, like I don't think it's offensive like that. Yeah, yeah. I just think you can't say you're a doctor when you're only a medical student. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can't even say I'm like a training paramedic. I'm training to be a paramedic. Yeah, I can yeah. say that. Cool. I finished my training actually. I'm just waiting to be given the the official title oh, and really? the money and the paycheck. <laughs> So do you have to do like, you know, a certain amount of experience? Kind of like lawyers have to do like a year? Yeah, we have a, it's four years of study or three years of study and then the last year is supposed to be an internship period. But basically we're just waiting around until they decide they need us to fill spots on seats. Okay. Hmm. Um, now, it's interesting that we, uh, we've got you on the air and uh, we're doing an interview and this is very informal. We're just uh, seeing if the computer can handle... Uh, recording all this kind of stuff and um but you know in my you know i'm a hard-hitting journalist so of course i did some you know important research i'm scared (laughs) and uh you know which is totally unorganized because i emailed myself when i was half asleep last night and then i haven't even looked at it since but i'm just going to download that from my email um so what have you been up to well, today I went to court. And now, are you allowed to talk about that? Yeah, case is done and over. And as a guy, someone been sentenced. Um, she was convicted. She was sentenced. She was just because you know if you talk about it, I think. But I think the you can be, the, the case, case can be dismissed. Running. Well, the case has been resolved. So she put a hammer down on her. 
They didn't use a hammer though. Yeah, I was expecting it to be a bit more dramatic and a bit more like on TV. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was, um, yeah, it was kind of everyday and a bit ordinary. Yeah. My, uh, yeah, my mum is a magistrate. Oh. And when she started, they gave her a hammer, but she, yeah, you're not allowed to use it. What? Why? And you're not even allowed to call her your honour now out, outside of court or something. In the court, you have to call her that or your worship. Probably not your worship. I don't know what they called it. Right. People, did you have to say that? I didn't really say anything. Yeah. I just answered questions that I was asked. And and you had to draw a diagram, apparently, live. I had to draw a really bad diagram on the whiteboard. They said, no, please know, draw a really bad diagram. You, or someone asked for directions and you say, okay, I'll draw you a map. And then the map ends up looking like a dog's breakfast and there's lines going everywhere. Basically, I did that in a courtroom in front of a magistrate, lawyers, police officers, and I just made a mess of it on the whiteboard. I'm not good at drawing diagrams. Was it intense to take? Was it awkwardly long time to draw? Like everyone it was waiting for you to do it. It was awkward because they're like, "So what road is that? Can you draw the lines in?" And I'm like, "Well, this is the freeway, and then this is the off ramp, and this is where I was going." And at the end, I was like, "Sorry about the diagram," and no one else was laughing. So, so you think like going to court is kind of like going to be a regular thing as an ambulance officer? I hope not. It's a bit scary. I um, I'm glad it was for something very. Um, minor initially, like if you don't go, like so. It wasn't about something that you stuff. attended. It was more about something you witnessed. No, I was just uh, because I was driving the ambulance and it was a traffic incident oh, okay, involving yeah. my ambulance. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it would have been a bit more full of like a murder scene or like uh, you know an assault or something. Yeah. Um, uh, do you attend murder scenes? We do. I mean, I haven't personally because there's not that many in Perth, thank God, but. As an ambulance, if there's a person who's dead, we go there and say, yes, this person's dead. Okay. I, um, I was working with this, wasn't working with him, but at the same station as this guy who was at a murder scene, this husband stabbed his wife to death. And there was, I don't know if I can say that actually, <laughs> but he did something really weird at the murder scene, yeah, yeah. at the murderer, and he was still there when the, the allegedly. came. The alleged murder, yeah. I suppose I can say it if I don't mention their names, can I? Anyway, yeah, it was I guess it's weird. just and no dates because people can work out the dates. Yeah, now. I know. Um, now I'm going to see if my thing's downloaded. Apparently, there's going to be a a Four Corners special coming up that's delving deep into WA paramedics about Apparently. how it's all gone wrong. Yeah, the WA ambulances are poorly equipped. Right. Do you feel you that your ambulances your are poorly equipped? <laughs> See, I might get myself into trouble for commenting on this. Um, our ambulances are... That's why I'm saying you shouldn't give out your name. You should just, right. like, beat that out, well, maybe. maybe we should. Um, but you have an the opinion, The ambulances right? are well-equipped for what um, the jobs that we respond to mm. and the cases that we go to. Uh, there are certain pieces of equipment that some officers feel that we don't have, which we should have, which would make us um, better equipped to deal with certain situations. But um, I believe that at the moment we respond efficiently and for most of the time help people when they need it. So that's the main thing, I guess. Was that enough politically correct to get oh, yeah. out of trouble? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be a big, big... So what kind of situation... So would this enable people to attend different kinds of extra situations that they wouldn't... Maybe no, normally no, fire, fire crews would have to... We still go to the same calls. I guess some of the incidences are 
in regards to like our treatment of children, we can't do a lot of treatment at the moment. And in some other services they do, they mm. give more medications or can give them fluids or that sort of thing. At the moment, our medical director doesn't allow us to do that. And right. we just drive them to hospital really fast. Yeah. Which, you know, some might see as not, you know, not being the best treatment available. And, but yeah, it's not up to me to make that decision. Mm. But so you feel safe, like you don't feel like, oh crap, I'm like driving this thing that could like kill more people than it saves. No, it's not, it's not a situation like that at all. Like the ambulances are really good. They're quite new and they're kept up to date all the time. Yeah, they've taken um, those old cool ones off the road. Yeah, the Fords, yeah, yeah, they're all, um, there's a few out in the country still. But, Have you ever um, got to dri- drive one of those? No, no. Didn't have them at training camp or anything? No. Do you do any cross training? Like, like with that fire raids, like you trained together? Um, in our, yeah, we did have, we have, um, the fire brigade has a hot fire grounds out in Forestfield or somewhere that we go and do a few days training with them, which is really good. Like we pretend that we're stuck in cars and they cut the cars open and get us yeah. out. And do you have any buddies in the fire brigade? Like you like, you see them out on the road and go, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Like we know, end up knowing a couple of faces. Like we have, uh, an emergency triple zero party the fire department puts on and we sometimes meet a few people there and you know we meet them around the place but because like i remember there's that sh- used to be that show on tv called third watch and it used to be oh, like yeah the different it's hook as i've been led to believe is that you know it was about the police the fire and the ambulance crews all together like yeah i think in some places they work more closely together than we do here um, in Melbourne, for example, the fire brigade will respond to cardiac arrest cases. Mm-hmm. Over here, it's completely different. We go to the same car accidents, but um, other than that, we don't work very closely with them. Oh, okay. Oh. Last week, uh, Michael Jackson died. Yes, and, he did. And uh, I presume a lot of ambulance crew came to his house. Have you ever been in that situation like, oh my God, I may be responsible for this really famous person's life? I don't think I've ever been to anyone famous. Do you know the people who went to Chris Mainwaring? Uh, I, yeah, I did at the time. I don't remember now who they were, but I remember hearing that these people went to them. I think two crews went to Chris Mainwaring. Mm. One crew, and then... Did they know who he was, they or they just thought he was some guy? Yeah, I think they knew who he was. That would be like pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's always intense, really. Like Actually, you know, I went to... But you feel like... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was interesting. Are you allowed to say that? I think so. Yeah. Well, maybe not. <laughs> we should scrap that too. Been to a famous oh, politician's God. parent. If you get a lawyer to come listen to I know. This. I see. I don't know what I should say. But I haven't really been to anyone particularly famous. Yeah. But do you think that, um, what would happen like if you turned up at like Michael Jackson, you like? I think if it's an emergency, it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah, I yeah. think you just still do your job. You don't feel end up um, extra pressure because like millions of fans of the world would be like really angry if you accidentally like. Yeah. Him, although he's already dead. But, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you met him in any ordinary circumstances, I think it'd be really freaky. You'd be like, oh, what do I say? What do I do? But if you're an ambulance, you're obviously like, you're like, okay, I'm here mouth to help to mouth you. Have to give mouth to Michael Jackson and like, mm. is his mouth plastic? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't do that. Maybe you don't have to use those little things because his mouth is already shaped from the plastic. I don't know if I could say that now that he's gone. Can we? Oh, that's a really bad joke. Yeah, maybe. It's, it's too early. Bit, but yeah. Oh, I don't want to be involved in like a chasers type scandal here. <laughs> Oh, dear. It's in America, though. It's no, there's no jurisdiction. You can say what you want. Right. Okay. Yeah, maybe his face was plastic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. That's the other thing I was going to ask you about was um, uh, some of my... Because uh, uh, I do 
filmmaking, I meet makeup artists, and ah. they they show like all, everyone I've seen have shown me all these photos of days where they've gone to work with like the emergency service where they do pretend wounds. Oh yeah, yeah. For these like battle scenes that they try to recreate so the and then they do a you know team training team yeah stuff like that like. yeah we had a um an exercise at the airport recently it was called a raptor exercise it was just when those boat people got blown up and oh, they yeah. were being flown down and we had an exercise basically the fire crews ambulance police airport oh is that um, a photo you're showing me no or was I that a real that situation? was actual pe- boat people coming are you allowed to talk about that uh probably not <laughs> Um, but the exercise at the airport, um, we had like real patients mm-hmm. or, you know, pretend real patients that had been made up and they've got like bones sticking out and oh, injuries yeah. all makeup artisted on. Yeah. Bryony's sister, she was one of those people that volunteered oh, really? and, you know, had to get the wounds on them. It was like a gas explosion or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, there's a plane crash, but yeah. I mean, the situation she was in. Oh, was okay. A different day. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's always fun. Get to work with the other services. Did you go out to Pierce Air Force Base? No, it was just at the Perth domestic. Yeah. Domestic? No, it was international. I went out to that Pierce Air Force Base for one of the open days, and they had this like oh, they've got this old seven four seven out there that's just like old one. It just sits there for training. Like yeah. Um, I guess the SAS like needed to learn how to storm it in case a terrorist yeah. takes over. Yeah, well they've it got that's what they've got the back of the international or was it domestic domestic airport as well. Oh, they said like old a plane. broken plane. Oh wow. Yeah, and they've got like in the middle like this sort of structure, concrete and cement and tin and stuff they can set off fire to sort of practice putting it out. Oh really? Have you ever gone to Garden Island? Once, yeah, and they've got these animals over there. I don't know what they are. <laughs> But you're not allowed to run over them. But there's heaps of them everywhere. So if they're you're going quokkas, on a priority... Though. No, they're not quokkas, but they're like a little marsupial type thing. Mm. And if you're going on a priority to, to a, like a job where you lights and sirens going as fast as you can, you've got to slow down for these animals because they're endangered and they're protected. And if you run them over, it's like a really expensive fine. Oh, really? And they're all <laughs> so over the you're road. you're like swerving. Well, you just got to drive really slow and like, get out of the way. Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't realise that it was like vested with some kind of... Mm animal maybe that's what rottenness would be like if they had more cars over there you'd be like oh no yeah yeah um so did you get to see any of their training equipment over there this garden island for anyone who's not from perth is like um the main naval base on the west side of australia so it's um it defends you can't really just go over there no I've never been over there. No. I tried to, and they're like, "You can't come over here." Yeah, it's like it's almost like going into prison. You got. But you went over there. I went over there on an ambulance to respond oh, yeah. to a job. Oh really? Mm. So you went over the causeway. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, it was it was a little bit scary actually. I don't really no. like going over water. And yeah, the, the island is connected to the mainland by a big, uh, like a causeway bridge, and um, mm. it's, it's not a bit very weird wide. having going out to an island yeah. over like a really long bridge. And they've got their own ambulance there. Oh yeah, they've got like an internal ambulance service, and I've seen on like TV shows they've got this big submarine training facility where they, um, you know, they've got these big tanks where you get they fill it up with water and people have to try and escape out of it because it's like escaping from a submarine. Yeah, I I knew a guy once who actually does um helicopter training. Oh yeah, and if you is a helicopter pilot. Sorry, is he a helicopter pilot or he? No, he's a fireman, but he works um. 
He also does training for people who go and work at the mines mm-hmm. out at sea. If you go by helicopter, you have to do this helicopter training. And oh, they yeah. submerge a helicopter upside down like in a pool platform. or something. And you have to try and get out. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like all the oil rigs and stuff. Yeah. And he, like I was just saying, like, that's nuts. Like, what if people don't get out? But they've got all these safety measures in place so that nothing bad happens. A friend of the family uh, is, uh, I don't know if he still is, but he's a, he's a firefighter at airports. And he worked at Perth Airport for a while, and they have these big f- trucks that he took me on a, a ride once. And you, like, they have a big cannon on the top, so they can just like storm into like yeah, a plane crash scene. And like they have like, um, like I don't know, water pistols and <laughs> water on the wheels, water guns, th- yeah. on tires, so that tires don't melt. So they're like w- keeping the tires wet as they storm through this like yeah. battle scene or something. Like they're that. the biggest trucks I've ever seen in fire crews, like yeah. the airport ones. That's intense. We deal with them sometimes. We go to airport jobs and they're always the first responders, even if it's just like a sick person on the plane. Oh, really? But, yeah, um, yeah. airport trucks will come up to the plane and park and then come up and give them oxygen and stuff. So you've had to go on planes there. before? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was that weird? It is weird because they, they put you up on this... Um, I never, like... Because I don't think I've ever been next to, a, like, a big plane... Everyone freaks out, right? Because there's a big so plane big. Yeah. and then an ambulance and fire trucks come up to the plane and everyone in the terminal is looking out the window freaking <gasps> out. Oh, and they put on? us up on this, like, what do you call that when it's a forklift but with a platform? Yeah, yeah, like where they put the food onto the plane. Yeah, so I'm on this platform. So they put the whole ambulance on them? No, no, just us with the stretcher. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But I freak out with heights and I didn't like it at all. <laughs> And then there's no room to get the stretcher in between the plane Do they aisles. turn the engines off or is it really noisy? Like, no, no, the engines are off, Yeah, I think, yeah. Is that weird being next to a big plane? Like, because normally you don't see you see them up top at an airport. You don't. Yeah, I guess I've I guess a couple of times I've been to airports the where they've run out of like, you know, places to fit the plane into the airport. So you have to like and go out and you have to get down. into a bus. Yeah, or and if you go over your cheap plane, like Jetstar, and you get off, you walk off the plane and then oh, across okay. the tarmac. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> really cheap. <laughs> have you been on Jetstar? Yeah, no, you can say <laughs> stuff like that. That's just an opinion. Like, yeah, it's just like stuff with court cases. Like, you, um, court cases are being thrown out if you've talked about it while it's still going. Nah, it's all finished. But like, even if maybe they come back, they have a different day for the sentencing. Like, you're if the, if the magistrate listened to this podcast and that might influence their decision <laughs> on how long they sentence that person for or how much they fine them for. It could. Wow, this could be pretty influential radio then. Yeah. This unlikely chance that anyone mm. <laughs> listens to my podcast, um, but I think we're you know pretty lucky having uh, an ambulance officer coming in to talk about what's going on in her world. Always a pleasure, James. Always a pleasure. Um, going back to this article, it says one in ten paramedics told the Sunday Times they would quit because of severe delays when handing over patients to hospital emergency departments. What article are you referring to? This is an article in. Perth now the website which is like the Sunday Times website wow well if people want to quit because it takes them a while to hand over then I guess that's their prerogative but it's a great job I guess 1 in 10 is a pretty good odds it's like only 10% they yeah. could be could be worse for that service. yeah I mean I guess I wonder where they got that information from because what have they gone around and asked paramedics would you quit for this reason and they've said 1 in 10 people have said yes Mm. Like they haven't asked me, and there's only a certain number of paramedics in the job. Yeah. So they asked ten people, and only one person. Yeah, maybe said yes. maybe one person said they would quit. Maybe that person's a bit disgruntled. Maybe he's getting old and wants to quit anyway. Yeah. 
It does take a while sometimes, but it's you can't blame any one particular area for that, I don't mm. think, unless you're talking about Swan Districts Hospital, in which case you can I saw definitely a, blame the nurses. I saw like a, a paper that said that by 2011, they want to have 98% of people dealt with in the emergency department within four hours. Yeah, they're starting that's, to implement for us, that already. It's still a long time. Seems well, to I me. think that's I think that's from being yeah. in the ED to a bed. Oh, okay, I yeah. think they're trying to. So you just sit. In, you've got like missing a leg. You sit in the uh, chair until they find you a bed. Like yeah, no, they've got different timelines for that sort of thing. Like if you're coming with chest pain, you have to be seen within yeah. sort of two minutes or five minutes, and then broken arm within half an hour you know certain time limits Crikey, so you have to sit there for half an hour with a broken arm well that's because the thing is it's not going to can they come you. up while you're there can they come up and jab you with painkillers no they probably need to give you a bed in case you have a reaction to the painkillers uh, okay. they can give you like panadine and stuff over the counter oh cool hmm um, have you ever needed an ambulance James no I've I mean I'm sure it's only a matter of time really <laughs> <but> <laughs> Hopefully I have never, time. yeah, I've never been to hospital. I got, um, I got plastic surgery in my toe, but I only had to go to like a local day surgery place. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about getting my wisdom teeth out. Yeah, I have to get them out in October or something. Um, I don't know why. I think they have to let them grow a certain amount before they take them out. I don't know what's going on. Well, but they're all, most of them are all messed up. I'm hoping that I'll keep. I get to keep one. I'm not going to ask if I just have one just to keep Yeah, just for a little bit of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was really against getting one out, but now I think my teeth are crossing over a little and They're it's impeding on my teeth daily activities. Oh, really? It's making me, you know, like you just get a bit more agitated if you have a throbbing tooth all day. You know, like that grumpy alligator. So are you just breaking through now? Is that what's hurting? Yeah, it's pretty. It's not TV I could show you, but um, this one... Like I my bottom left, no, that's gross. <laughs> my bottom left's coming out a bit sideways, and it's coming through the gum, which really hurts. And when I bite well, that down, that goes away once it comes through. That's just like when you had teeth as a kid, like yeah. it hurt for a bit. Yeah, but sometimes I bite down on my cheek and my gum, and it yeah, I've got yeah, because my teeth are angles. I actually get scars on the back of my cheeks now. Yeah. It's probably not good. For yeah, I want to get them out, but I don't like the idea of someone putting me to sleep and taking them out. Yeah, because what well, doesn't like. Two out of every ten people die, not wake up from them. It's like pretty high. I don't think two out of ten. That's not very good. Twenty percent. Twenty percent of people get their wisdom teeth die. No, I'm just general anaesthetic in general. Oh no, that's not. That's not the odds. (laughs) It can't be. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I heard it was pretty risky. Yeah. That's why they have locals. Did you watch the Perfect Vagina on TV that day? No, I didn't. That was about. I think we're talking about this I think at we dinner. Did talk about this the other day. At dinner, it was a really appropriate subject. But yeah, this girl had her labia cut off on TV, and um, is it labia? I don't know. Labia Nora Major. I don't know. And um, yeah, she's just a local, so she's just in there going, "Ah!" But a local shouldn't hurt. Yeah, but when they jabbed in the needle into her labia to give her the, yeah, it hurt. Yeah. I mean, I can try to think of someone stabbing a needle into my penis. <laughs> And that, I'm freaking out. Like, I don't know what girls like. It. Oh, it didn't take long. How long did it take before we started <laughs> talking, talking about You're checking your watch. Okay. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. I was, you know, when I think about local anesthetic now, I think about that. Because I had local on my toe <laughs> when they had plastic surgery on my toe. And I could feel, like, the the needles going in. But it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt, but you can yeah. still feel the friction of I had a mole taken off, and I, and I could feel it, and then they're like, you're all done. And I was like, really? Because I mm. didn't know that they'd done it. But I could feel them just touching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but I couldn't feel any pain. And they'd scalpeled it out, so... I had, um, like, the last year I've been having, like, a thousand dollars worth of bloody tooth... Tooth repair because I was at a nightclub and this girl I know saw me at the other side of the nightclub and she recognised me and ran over to me and jumped onto me and smacked into me and her nose just went into my tooth and, like, um, yeah, broke the tooth. And so I had to get all this, like, repair stuff done. Her nose broke your tooth? Yeah. Whoa. Like, I didn't snap it. Like, it just busted the root of it. Right. And then it got an infection and then I had to get the infection fixed. Anyway, it took a year to fix. Just this this little thing took a year to fix and it cost $1,000 or something like that. And, um, but I had to go to, like, a specialist to do it because a normal dentist couldn't fix it properly. And, um... And that's why it took a year because it took like four months for to get book appointment in the specialist because they're so busy, oh, right. and he's probably making so much money, God. And um, yeah, but they have like a little camera on the something. They have a little camera so you can actually see them doing <laughs> all the drilling oh, and the and they have like a TV watch. above your screen so you can see the um, yeah, the drill going in. And he's like stuffing stuff with your tool and. Like all these needles going in, and you I can see the whole thing. It was actually I found it because like the normal dentist didn't have that kind of stuff. So when it um, it sort of removed you, helped you. It felt like you're watching TV, so it kind yeah. of removed you from the thing. So it actually was a bit less stressful than the actual normal dentist, which didn't have the camera the cameras on. I I kind of felt maybe I think that's mm. why they have it. Maybe maybe it makes people feel like they're watching TV. I had like a uh, TV on the roof. It was like a like an aquarium sort of scene, you know, like really high definition fish and stuff. Yeah. So not real fish? No. No. Just like, feel like it looked like you're looking at an aquarium on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Like, so they just stuck a TV on there. So. Yeah, it was like a, just a TV. You could, you could choose that. You could choose like a bear's documentary. Or you just had different, <laughs> like, cool stuff up there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they gave you remote control? Uh, or they just asked no, you? No, I think they just asked you. Yeah. But, yeah, I haven't been to my dentist for a while because he thinks I should get my wisdom teeth out and I disagreed with him and now I tend to think he was probably right. Yeah. So I should probably go back there. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I figure I'm one of those people who just won't wake up afterwards. So I'm like trying to put it off until at least trying to accomplish something. So <laughs> I'm trying to start this podcast thing. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my first dentist, I freaked out because apparently he was in the mafia, in the Perth Mafia. Right. And, um... I probably shouldn't say that. It's going to come kill me. (laughs) It's weird though, isn't it? Because my dentist, the one that he referred me to, the dental surgeon, the oral Mm. surgeon, he's like a big, famous, wealthy man too. And he, if if I told you his last name, you would know it. Like he's like really well known in Perth. Oh, so you won't tell me your last name? name? No, not on on, on, on the air. Oh, really? But he was related to the man I used to work for, Kalis Brothers. So that gives you a hint. Ah, I see. Now, Bree used to work at Kalispell's where I work part-time now. How are you finding it? Uh, I like working there, but I don't work there very often. Yeah. Um, you know, I like just walking down the level, having a job at level, not having to drive anywhere. Yeah. That's cool. cool. You still in the bar? Uh, yeah, sometimes. I'm like a bus person. I do, you know, anything except yeah. waiting. I'm not, I'm not cool enough to be a waiter. They give that to the girls. Yeah. Um, all the really, like, fancy guys. Um, and, you know, maybe the gay, I don't know. I don't know who's 
who's what. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I find that as soon as you start to people guess, start talking you get it about wrong, and then what does it matter anyway, really? Yeah, exactly. People will talk about it, and I can't because I'm not paying attention. I don't keep track of it. Yeah. And so now I'm just like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, unless you're actually trying to. Date but then someone, someone some people come up matter. to you. The thing about funny bit is like because people who some people there you know work there every day. And I come in like a week later and they haven't seen me. And they start talking about some goss about what's going on. I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. And so you really fall behind. And someone came up and said, hey, oh, I guess those two are going out. And I'm like, oh, I thought that guy was gay. And she's like, oh, I thought maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's really awkward. But, um, yeah, they don't need the facts to be able to talk about stuff. Because, yeah, I mean, that guy told me, he told me he was gay. So maybe he was just <laughs> taking the piss. Or maybe he's bisexual. I don't know. Or maybe he wasn't dating that girl. Maybe they're just friends. Maybe. Maybe this girl was just like rumor mongering. And she was just talking. Rumor mongering? Like creating rumors. Rumor mongering. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a word? You said I don't know. Mongering. Maybe. Oh, gosh. So, and yeah, so I just don't say anything. I'm just like nod my head like, yes, maybe they are going out. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. Mm-hmm. I just come and do my job. But yeah, it's funny when people just assume you know all this stuff and then they start talking to you about stuff that you have no idea about um, what's going on. Um, yeah, that's true. So the big party coming up. We can't really tell everyone when and where because they'll come and... Oh, you're drugs. coming? I'm going to come, it's yeah. J- it's J-Festival. We're recording this on the 3rd of July. It's J-Festival, all of July. And, um, dry July? No. <laughs> no, it's opposite of Dry July. <laughs> opposite of Dry July, J-Fest. I am, although that's probably the only time I'm probably... Unless there's any other weird parties going on, only time I'll be drinking. Um, so maybe that wraps up my hard-hitting interview with an ambulance officer. Um, None of this can be used in evidence against me in a court of law. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks, Bree, for uh, coming on. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Do you have a website? Uh, no, I don't. And uh, you can try and add me on Facebook, but I'd probably reject you unless I'm already your friend, in which case you'll already be on there. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, you can see me at jimmerish.com, Jimmerish FM. I have now two Yeah, she was... Uh, check out the mocast we did at Transformers. <laughs> Brie was not a fan of Transformers, I hear. We should do like a, uh, a, a post-viewing review. review. I think you can see that on my Facebook page. And it's not, it's not a really positive one. Yeah, Brie didn't like Transformers. I liked the first one. You like the first one? This one, I think, dabbled with some, um, you know, emotive, intelligent stuff. Mm. But then it just got so sidetracked by the big machines fighting. But that's what it's about. That's why no, That's see? why they make it. They make Transformers about big machines. That's big what, machines fighting. The, the problem, the people, this is the problem, people don't know what they want. Michael, everyone complained about the first one, that there was too many humans and not enough robots fighting. And so this one, he's like, okay, fine, I'll put way more robots fighting. Now everyone's complaining, oh, you know, you should have had more story. And I'm just like, well, I don't think the story in the first one was that good to be like, oh, we need more story about Transformers. Oh, but I, you know what I liked about the first one is that the yellow Camaro, Camaro, Camaro? Yeah. Camaro was really funny and cute. And then like the guy. Yeah, they should have had more of that. Like, the guy getting to know the car and then the way they got on together and then, you know, you see the way they transform into... Because I, I don't think they put enough emphasis on the fact that they're a car that transforms into, yeah, like, yeah. a machine person. And they just change really quickly. It's like car machine. They should kind of slow that but down and go see the wheels turn into the... transform scene in the 
in the first one to show it off and then from then on yeah, it's just like oh we've seen that you, before you know when you're a kid and you've got the transformers the whole exciting part is the way you move them to make them into it like mm. the, the person and yeah, I that's don't what think says, you know, I don't it think it goes that from that small car to that massive big machine there's mm. more wheels than there was in the car and they've got heaps more parts and I don't think it's very realistic <laughs> and I don't like the IMAX cinema yeah, full stop regardless of what movie we're watching <laughs> It was way too loud. I want these headphones. I'll probably take these headphones with me next time and just mute the whole thing. <laughs> so you, But you will go to that, back to the IMAX. No, time. I won't. I won't go back. Okay. Unless I have free tickets, in which case I'll bring headphones. Okay. <laughs> and I'll probably sit right at the back so I don't have to See, look. See, I thought that was the best thing ever because I hate going to cinema all the time and they they just, they've like turned off the surround sound system and they don't even have surround sound. This one actually had it going full ball. Surround sound, I can understand. But... Don't, just, don't you ever go to rock concerts? I find going even going to like pubs, the music's so loud. Like, it's no different. I'd actually rather yeah. go to a loud movie than a but loud pub. But you're trying pub. to listen to a plot line. And, like, rock concerts aren't metal on metal. Like, that was what was so annoying on I think you went movie. to a... If they had a movie there that wasn't, like, Transformers, like, whoa, because that's all about being big and loud. If you went to a... Maybe a normal, like, musical, lovely movie would yeah, be I don't know if they would ever show them in IMAX. No. But, so, anyway. IMAX and Transformers get thumbed down from Double thumb down for me. I get two thumbs up. You can find the uh, Jimmerish FM website at fm.jimmerish.com. Yeah, so that's the thing. Oh, there's no something one... wet on my chair. What? My chair was a bit wet. It's okay. Chair's wet? Just a little. It's all right. I'll sit forward. Do you reckon it's leaking? Maybe it's just cold. <laughs> yeah, it's just okay. <laughs> Let's continue. Because I'm pretty sure they should be dry. Um, unless we've got a leak in the roof, and that's unless a bit the of a worry. Rats are peeing on us. Oh, the rats are peeing. We've got like <laughs> rats in the roof. This is so distracted. I think we should just we'll start this off again.